Hello and welcome to My C5 Life, a podcast where we talk about life with a disability. This is your host, Lindsay Knott, coming to you live from my wheelchair. I obtained my spinal cord injury as a teenager, which sees me getting around on four wheels instead of two legs. Through this podcast, I will share my lived experience of life with a disability and how we can improvise, adapt, and overcome life challenges. So today we have a very special guest. For me personally, Sarah was one of my support workers for more than three years. It was more like a friendship role in the end than as a caring role. But yeah, so welcome and congratulations on becoming a nurse as well. Thanks, Linz. I'm happy to be here today. Cool. So thanks for chatting. And you wanted to let everyone know how we came to get to know each other and what it was that you were starting to do. Yeah. So I met Lindsay in 2018, I think. I had just started my nursing journey. Um, so I started su- studying and I decided that instead of working in admin, I'd get a a job um, doing personal care work and was hired um, with a company and met Lindsay about a week after I got the job. And yeah, I got to meet Lindsay at his house and he kind of did a bit of an interview with me and I think by that afternoon you'd said you were happy to have me as your personal carer, which I was very excited about. And yeah, three years later, I, I finished up with Lindsay, but we've still remained really good friends. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully I can work with you again soon. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So you went from being an admin to wanting to become a nurse. Mm. So what made you decide to choose a, a career in nursing? And was there a outside influence or was it just something you've always wanted to do? Mm. So when I left school, I decided that I would have maybe a year off and work full time. And I just got so used to that full time money that I was like, I can't go and study now. So I think I spent about nine, 10 years in admin and like an admin role. And I just came to the point where I was like, I don't want to be working Monday to Friday anymore, nine to five. I want to do something more, um, something that's going to help people. Uh, and that's when I decided to do nursing. Uh, and yeah, never looked back. I've, it's kind of changed my life and yeah, it's, it's something that I'm so glad that I, that I ended up doing, even though it was later on in life. And yeah, I've met some amazing people and had some awesome opportunities, especially with Lindsay. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Has there been a, like an, someone who was an influence or sort of help guide you or did you could go and talk to about what you were looking at wanting to do or is it just your own de- your own decision? It was that? more my own decision, yeah. I think my family were really supportive of my decision to do nursing. Uh, they were kind of like, oh, you, you're like a, a little bit older to be doing nursing, going back to uni. And it did feel strange being a mature student at uni because a lot of people who, especially with nursing, they'll, they'll usually be 17, 18. So I kind of was a bit of a loner at uni, which was fine. Cause it made like meant that I could focus on my studies instead of, I guess, partying and that sort of yeah. thing at uni. Had that out of your system. Yeah. But my family were, and my family and friends were really supportive of my choice. And I think they were the ones that kind of pushed me and influenced me to continue on with nursing. Cause it wasn't, um, the easiest transition going from working in admin to now being faced with the health system and that sort of thing. Like it's a big eye opener. So yeah. yeah. And how long is a nursing degree? So I did a diploma in nursing before 
I uh, went to uni and did my registered nursing. So diploma of nursing is 18 months. And I did that just because I wasn't sure whether nursing would be for me. So I was like, I'll do the 18 month course. And then I'll, um, if I'm, you know, wanting to continue, I'll go to uni and do my registered nursing. So I did the 18 months and then another two years at uni to do my registered nursing. So all up, it was three and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like six months into your first one that you and I came across each other. Yeah. Yeah. And was it always nursing that you decided to stay with or was there like a passion in when you were doing your nursing degree at some point in those three and a half years that you, did you find what you wanted to go and do at some point? Yeah, definitely. I think when I started my diploma, I was like, it was very intriguing with um, working with you and the spinal cord injury. And I think uh, for a little bit there, I was like, oh, it might be good to get a job um, in the spinal cord unit. Uh, and then the further on I worked and I managed to get another job as well as working with Lindsay at the Marta Mothers doing the hearing tests on the newborns. And then that's when I realized that I was really interested in midwifery and um, the baby's side of things. And for a little bit there, I was thinking of doing midwifery. I'm still not sure whether I will. And then when I finished uni, I was lucky enough to get a graduate position in the neonatal intensive care unit. So I'm now a registered nurse in the special care area. Your dream job. Yeah, which is, yeah, my dream job. Lindsay was there the day that I got the phone call to say that I'd got the job. And yeah, he, I was like, I had tears in my eyes on the phone to the recruiter. (laughs) And Lindsay's like, what's going on? Yeah, I think we just finished a session at Strides yeah. and then it all happened for you. It was, yeah. it was a very happy day. Yeah, definitely. So, tears um, all around. And now I can't, I don't know, now I can't imagine ever nursing adults, but maybe one day. But yeah, I think it's very different to obviously nursing an adult to nursing a baby. You and know, what, what is your role there? So, in that area? yeah, so in, I work in the special care area. So the babies aren't as sick as what they are in the intensive care section of the unit. So yeah, so I'm a registered nurse and usually have three babies every shift, um, three to four babies every shift um, that I look after. And um, the area that I'm in, they're more healthier, the babies there and they're getting ready to go home. So it's a lot of like education with the parents on how to look after a preemie baby or um, a baby that might have a condition or that sort of thing. So yeah. The ongoing part. Yeah. The ongoing care of, you know, how to feed them. And some babies are going home now with nasogastric tubes in. So it's, you know, teaching the parents how to insert a nasogastric tube and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. So my previous guest was just saying that how it's not just the person that's affected, it's the whole family yeah. and the the whole cycle that goes with it, the entourage as well. So you decided to be start nursing and become a support worker mm-hmm. in that. Was there someone influenced you to, to go down that path or was that your decision as to do support work and not be a checkout chick or something along that line? Yeah, I think um, we touched on it before, Linz. I, um, I think because I was still working um, casually in admin while I was doing my diploma, I really wanted to get a position yeah, doing like kind of personal care and more exposure to the healthcare um, sector. And yeah, that's kind of what my, I guess, trigger was. And also knowing further down the track, they'd look good, like on my resume being, you know, working in healthcare for jobs in the future. So yeah. Yeah. The long-term yeah. and goal of it. Yeah. And I think also working with 
nursing students that are doing that, it, it helps complements what they're studying at the same time. Yeah. And they're learning on on site as well with yeah. myself as well, which is yeah. a big deal. Definitely, yeah. Makes a big difference. Um, so for people out there listening, what is the role of a support worker and without all the gory details that – you feel feel free to share and yeah. Um, so the the role of a personal care worker is depending on what area you go into because obviously there's a lot of areas, but for spinal cord injuries in particular, and depending on what the level of injury is and how much you know the person can do, it's going into their home, which can be quite a lot for a person who's got a spinal cord injury. Um, so they've obviously got to trust that personal care worker. So it's, yeah, it's building a good rapport with client going into their home and doing different tasks to help them. It could be getting them out of bed or um, showering them, helping them eat, um, preparing food for them. And then you've also got other other areas like they could have a catheter, so changing their catheter. And then they may also require assistance with bowels. So yeah, that sort of thing. And yep. then also I think providing like a um, support in, I guess, a social aspect as well. You know, some some people um, who require support workers might not have, you know, family around them or that sort of thing. So I think a, a support, a big role for a support person is also to have like that friendship as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And keeping it all, yeah. Professional, but yeah, 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 how that all works, yeah. And with your training, like, how did that happen? Were you taught on site? Were you taught at an association, like, or, or a combination? Yeah, it was a combination. So, um, when I first started, I had like an induction and we did manual handling and yeah, how to change a catheter and how to put in like an enema and that sort of thing. And then majority of it was on, so going into a person's home and, and learning on the go. So I had a trainer come um, onto shift with me and they would teach me all the things that I needed to know. Uh, with Lindsay in particular, we had, I think, three or four training sessions, which was really good. And I think it just takes time as well to kind of learn what the person prefers and that sort of thing and how they like their routine done. Cause obviously it's um, the different routines are different with each person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's probably a good couple of months depending on how many shifts a week that you are working as well. Yeah. How quick you learn, how quick you get to yeah. get to know each other as well. It's yeah, a big deal. Definitely. And what was it like learning uh, working with the different bits of equipment, like the shower chairs and a hoist and, the different beds and mattresses. like Yeah. I think it was interesting with the different mattresses and beds and that sort of thing. When I first started nursing, uh, we had, we were like exposed to kind of um, hoists and slings and that sort of thing. And yeah, I think it was interesting with the different mattresses, making sure that the person had a proper pressure injury mattress and yeah. That's also getting to know about pressure care and knowing what is mm. working and keeping on it, letting people know about all that as well, because you become our hands and eyes. You become a part of our body yeah. in a way of yeah. helping us live. But also you came in to assist me while I was at work on my lunch shifts as well. So that was a different aspect of my care 
yeah. routine as well. Yeah, and also like you, with that you had to make sure that you were always acting professional because you're at the person's workplace as well. Uh, so making sure that, you know, um, you're assisting them at work and but also being you know, professional because you're in a different place and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's not only at your house, at a person's house, it might be out and about during the day or at their workplace. Yeah. And how many clients did you have? At the beginning, I think I had three or four, which was a bit of a challenge at the start, especially learning everyone's routines and that sort of thing and different personalities as well. And then I was lucky enough to kind of get my numbers down to just Lindsay. Uh, So I just worked for Lindsay and that was the only client I had, which was good because I could just kind of focus on him and I kind of, yeah, it was the one workplace I pretty much went to. Yeah. And I remember you'd be sort of, yeah, took on that main key role as well. Yeah. And then the other part was also then you'd always say, let us know about when you had, uni placement and things like that yeah. and how we used to work around and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And it was good. Cause like, because you're my own, only client, I mean, I could pick up like a lot more shifts and that sort of thing if needed. And yeah. yeah. And we'd work all the way through that. And we also do, did a lot of cooking classes. We did a lot of cooking and you did meal prepping for me and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Did your role evolve over time in those three years of what we were doing? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think at the beginning, it was purely just like your routine and learning that. And then as we got uh, further on in the years, I think uh, we, you know, my role did evolve and it was became a lot more of a friendship between you and I, which was really good. And then I was lucky enough to be able to travel with Lindsay overseas. So I guess my role changed there as well. And then also you know, going down to strides, making strides with you for your gym sessions, coming to like a lot more social events with you and that sort of thing. So events are part of my, one of my questions I was going to have is um, the, one of the challenges you gave me plenty of challenges and I gave you plenty. I know one that I gave you was in the first, I think looking back, I was researching this the other day. It was within three months I asked you whether or not you wanted to go on on an overseas trip and you Mm -hmm. were like, Yep. I'll go on that. Were yeah. you, were you prepared or shocked or? I think I was a bit nervous at the start. Cause I was like, Oh, like, I don't know. It's all a bit new and I loved traveling anyway. So I was yeah. very much like, yes. But then I went home and spoke to my mom and I said like, what do you think? And she was like, go for it, Sarah. Like, that's awesome. Awesome opportunity. Yeah. So, and I think cause you had traveled with other carers before. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, our first trip was to New York, New York um, which was pretty cool. I'd been to New York previously uh, and, yeah, I think it was more just thinking about what needed to be done because obviously when I've travelled before by myself or with a friend, you kind of – you've got to think ahead but you don't have to think about the things like – how are we going to get from like the airport to the hotel? It's going to have to be a accessible like bus and that sort of thing. And obviously you were all on top of everything, but yeah, I think there's that sort of aspect as well that you've got to. So that was a complete eye opener for yourself on that one, on yeah. learning that. And I remember, yeah, having a coffee with your mum before we went away just to sort of 
I'm not that not not that scary. I'm all yeah. good to go. And she was happy with it all. And I know you and I we did a lot of research into that mm. um, trip. And yeah. I always always have. And I know half the time I throw my hands up in the air and go, "Why am I doing this?" But we got there in the end, and yeah. we made it. It was one of the best trips ever. I've yeah, had. Yeah, it was really good. And so I would explain little things to you about what it was like to hop onto the plane, mm. what we were going to experience. Mm-hmm. You, you were my travel guide in New York because I'd never been there before. And mm. when things happen at all, I think we're, we're, I booked flights within four days of us saying that within two weeks we had accommodation. And when you're traveling on a plane and things like that, like what is it that you have to do to help look after me, to keep me healthy and get to the other end in one piece without pressure care issues and things like that. Yeah. So I guess getting to the airport super early and, you know, making sure that um, everyone's aware of, you know, what the process is for getting you on the plane and it's different in each country. So in Australia, they won't, the airline people won't actually lift you or anything like that. Um, But I think in America they did, just depending. We had an eagle hoist in Australia. Yeah. So in Australia they have an eagle hoist and they either – use the eagle hoist down the aisle of the aeroplane or they'll put Lindsay into a wheelchair that fits down the aisle. So it's a quite small chair. Uh, and, yeah, I think it was just making sure that the people at the airport helped Lindsay with those transfers. So it's just kind of making sure that they're doing it in a safe manner and that you're not going to get like a pressure mark or anything like that. Yeah, once you're kind of in your chair and on the plane and ready to go, it was just making sure, especially with long haul flights, making sure that, you know, we were moving your legs and kind of moving your side to side to make sure that you weren't going to get a pressure injury, but you had your pressure cushion with you. Yeah, just making sure that when the food comes out that you're able to kind of eat and that sort of thing. A funny thing was when we landed, I had to make sure I put my arm across Lindsay because he, so that he wouldn't fall forward. And we figured that out pretty quickly <laughs> on the um, first landing. I think it was into LA Yeah, and um, he kind of fell forward almost. And then I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. We learned pretty quick on that. Yeah. And I think that trip for me was also an eye opener too, because we were very fortunate to go on business class on that one and be able to stretch out. And that made a big difference, mm-hmm. I think, for both of us in that aspect of it. And I think so for health, like health wise as well. Yeah. Um, my dad said it's the best. I've seen him relax when he's come back from a trip, not so worn out in that aspect of it, which was yeah. awesome. So, also, too, I had multiple entourage of luggage mm-hmm. to deal with. I don't know how many bags it was. How many was it, Linz? I uh, think it was like six bags. Six bags, yeah. Plus my wheelchair and, a, and backpacks. So you can imagine me trying to make sure that six bags don't go flying away while we're trying to get into the airport. So we managed to like attach a couple to Lindsay's chair and then I managed to try and Maneuver them, them yeah. the rest. Drag them all the way through the airports and stuff like that. Yeah. So with the challenges, did you ever find that you were challenging me in the end of pushing me more on my limits of my boundaries of what I could do and trying to achieve? Yeah. So I remember quite often Lindsay would ask me to do something and I'd be like, you can do that yourself, Lindsay. <laughs> we would work it out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what it was, but. There was a couple of, we started Quad Chef out of it. And yeah, um, I think one of them was going to back into the pool. 
Yeah. We weren't. Yeah. 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 Going to the pool and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as, as a nurse, you need to make sure that you are making sure that you're patients are independent because at the end of the day, like if you, you need to do that task or whatever and you're by yourself, you're not going to have someone around you. So you may as well learn it quick. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a sink or swim and you're always pretty quick at uh, adapting to the situations to make it happen and get through, Mm. through all of that. But other parts too, was like your role changed as we went on holidays and other parts like that. But what advice would you give to new support workers or people wanting to become a nurse and things like that? Is there something that you would recommend to them or suggest that they would look at doing? Yeah. I think just making sure you, any opportunity that's given to you, take it. Cause I think, yeah, I could have easily said, no, I don't want to go traveling and I would have missed out on so much. And I think yeah, get yourself into if you're, you know, planning on going to university and that sort of thing, get you try and get yourself a job as like a support worker or something in healthcare because it really does help in the end. Um, it helps uh, job opportunity wise, it helps you learn how to deal with different people because you're dealing with a lot of different personalities and people. It can be very draining sometimes, so also taking time for yourself as well filling up your cup. Yep. And like setting boundaries as well and mm. like filling up your cup. And did you find that you needed to take take breaks or like recharge or yeah. just to step away yeah. at some point? Yeah. I think especially when we traveled together, Linz, I think because we were together 24-7, I, there were times when I needed to kind of just step back and like take an hour or two just to myself because it is it is full on. And like yeah. I think because I am quite independent person, it was a bit full on having somebody with, with you, you the yeah. whole time. Yeah, just being able to step away was awesome and Take yeah. a few hours or, to myself. Or I'd take off half a day and just take off and roam around and do whatever yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. And also too, I think you having that eight or nine years in between when you finished school and started to study, that you had that worldly experience, you had travelled and mm. did all of that sort of stuff. For me personally, I find that someone who's got that lived experience makes a big difference. Mm. Um, did you find that having that past experience helped you in your role or? Yeah, definitely. I think, cause I think if I had gone straight to studying after school, I think I would have been in a different mindset. I would have been more like, I want to party and that sort of thing. And then I think having that, you know, good eight, nine years of working and being able to deal with different people and that sort of thing in my role in admin. Yeah. definitely helped me with my nursing yeah. and just being a little bit older, I think too. As our, like, as life got on with both of us, we were able to go and do some pretty cool things. We went down to making strides and did lots of challenges down there and the listeners out there, like, what were some of the stuff that you've learned down there along the way? Yeah. Like, was it something that you stood out? Yeah. So I was lucky enough to go down to making strides with Lindsay quite often, probably weekly. And yeah, just learned so much about how much they can help people with spinal cord injuries. Um, It's just insane the way that they can just get you out of your chair and like standing or get you out of a chair and, you know, doing, I don't know, rows or that sort of thing. It's just, yeah, it was, it was awesome to see, you know, what can 
be made possible, I guess, with people and how much it improved you, um, you as well over the three years I worked for you and even just changed your mindset, I think, too, because you were really excited to, every time we went down to making strides, you were so excited to be down there and moving your body and that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I think I was packing two days out ready each time I was going down there, which I still do now. Yeah. Um, and making strides is actually located on the Gold Coast. So it would either be two trains and a bus yeah. for us to get down there and back and mm. get through all of that. So it's a big day out, but it's well worth it. And as yeah. you said, I was excited and I still am to go down to do those sorts of things. Yeah. And now that you have gone into your new nursing role, mm. you're you're enjoying that, but some at some point we may touch base again for another holiday or yeah. along that line. Yeah, definitely. So just wanting to know if you were able to have a dinner party and have could invite three people along that are alive, who do you think they would be? Oh, this is so hard. I read this question a few days ago and I was, I've been thinking ever since. Um, even today I'm like still not really sure, but I think the first person would be my Nana um, who passed away a few years ago, I think, because it'd be nice to see her again and say a proper goodbye. Another person that would be really interesting to have at a dinner party would be probably David Edinburgh, just because I wow. think he'd be very interesting to chat to. And then my last one, I really don't know. I'd probably, yeah, have somebody, maybe even yourself, Lindsay, to be the life of the party. And yeah, I think it would be, yeah, probably you. Awesome. Thank you. I'll have to bring some drinks along. <laughs> you can bring all the drinks. I can bring all the drinks. Very cool. So thank you so much, Sarah, for coming along. That's all right. Thank awesome. you for having me. No worries. Thanks so thank much. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening and thank you to Cliff and the team for producing the podcast. Look forward to seeing you next time.